This is episode 37 of Cleaning Dishes. Uh, unfortunately, Fred's not going to be here today. He had prior engagements, but we're not going to miss a beat. Uh, we have a very special guest for y'all. And uh, I'm going to leave it at that. Actually, I'm not. I'm going to do some uh, FIFA Ultimate Teams type shit. He's from the United States. He's from Philly. He's a comedian. Can you guess who it is? All right, three, two, one. So today we have a special guest, Anthony Moore, in the building. How's it going? I'm good, man. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem. Uh, we've been talking here and there on Twitter for a while, so I was like, hey, let me go ahead and hit this man up. This legend in the making. <laughs> trying, man. <laughs> All right, damn, I'm trying to figure out. I almost didn't call you. I got kind of nervous. Uh. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> what? <laughs> so first question. So since you did when you were skits about the Breakfast Club, so everybody's been asking, you ever got your ass ate? <laughs> you said have have I? I mean, <laughs> yeah. There's you get right to it. Um, <laughs> no, that's an icebreaker. It's a good question. Right. No, I've had pe- like I've had I've had girls try to though. Like I don't know, yeah. That's the question though. Huh? So you answered? I'm laughing. Like it, uh, like um, in college, just like years ago. In college, like this girl actually tried to. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> oh, like come on, anything else but that. Like come on, you don't go back there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, is matter of fact, if you if you do out there, I mean, hey, live your life. I don't, I don't want to get <laughs> but, I, but I don't, I don't. I'm cool off of that. That's too freaky for me. Oh, <laughs> you wild out here. <laughs> All right, let's get, to, let's get to the real questions. All right, so reading up on your biography a little bit, you started uh, your comedy in college. Was your manager related yeah. to comedy? Oh damn! I was reading the other question from Breakfast Club. My fault. So how'd you how'd you get into comedy? Um, I got into comedy. Well, it's it's kind of it's kind of a little complicated. So when I was in high school, I remember this was around the time like the the iPhone 3G iPad came out, and that okay. was like the first phone where like you could just upload YouTube videos directly from the phone. So mm-hmm. And I, at the time, I knew I wanted the TV show, like, in high school. Cause, like, I was just obsessed with Martin. So I was, like, every Thursday, I would just post, like, a video of me just talking. And it'd be funny, but it'd be, like, more inside jokes that, like, only people that knew me would understand what I was talking about or relate to the subjects I was talking about. So I was doing that for a little bit. Then when I got to college, um, 20... That fall 2010, just around the time, like, Twitter was wild. Like, <laughs> like when people would say anything, like, the trending topics, all of that stuff. So I would just always go in on Twitter. And um, I remember at my college, they, a few of the people, like, approached me about hosting the talent show because the host from the previous year had graduated. And mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I'm funny. I'm funny on Twitter or like in conversation, but I'm not funny on stage. Like that's a that's a totally different thing. 
Mm. And I remember the day before the talent show, we had a um, it was an audition. So all the acts went up to audition. Then they asked me to go up and tell a joke. Right? I went up there and just froze. <laughs> like I'm like, yo, like I don't, I don't got no jokes. Like just let me. I'm, I'm like, man, just let me do it. Like I got it. Just let me talk about. But even, but I was really just fronting. I'm thinking in my head, like, yo, what am I going to do? So the next day, the talent show, I went up there, had nothing written, just went on stage just talking. And I just had fun. And um, after that, I just started going to open mics around Philly, and I just kept up with it. Like, everything I'm doing now, everything I'm doing now, I never expected it. Like, I never expected to work with some of the comedians I worked with or be on some of the shows I worked on. Like originally, I just got into it just to make my just to make my friends laugh. Right. Mm. <clears throat> so in a way, you kind of just like stumbled upon it. Anyway. Wait, what did that? See, in a way, you kind of just stumbled upon it. Yeah, yeah. It's like it was like I would get. One thing, and it's like okay, like let me let me keep going, let me see the next thing, because it's like you never know. In comedy, it's no right or wrong path. You never know. You never know what's going to take you to that next level. Mm. Like anything could change at any moment for you. So it was just like me. I was just enjoying the ride. Like I just hang out, hang out at shows. Just sitting around waiting for five minutes, and then like sometimes like I I might meet a comedian that was um that might connect me with something all later down the line. So it was just it was really just staying around and like just just seeing what's out there. Because when I started, I was eighteen, so I was always the youngest. I was always the youngest, and I'm just just figuring out things. I just Figuring out life, so it was like I really didn't know. know what to expect from. Right now, I'm, I'm 26. Yeah, I'm 26. So actually, next month, next month will make it eight years I've been doing comedy. That's dope. Yeah, I can't even believe it. Yeah, I hear you. You seem like a natural dog when you're on stage. <laughs> Yeah, like, it, it, like for me, I can't, I can't take it. Like I've tried to be that hype, energetic, animated comedian, and it just doesn't work. It's just not my style. Right. Like I, I, I feed off the crowd energy. Absolutely. I, so, Absolutely. I, I try to, I, I try to feed off the crowd energy, but. At the same time, if the crowd doesn't have that energy, it doesn't blow me off. Like, I still know how to keep up, and I still know how to do my thing. But I say I get more animated as, like, I pull out the crowd. But I just try to be as natural as I can. It's like the thing, because that's how I feel like that's what connects with the people. When they know what I'm saying and I'm I'm being genuine up there. I wanna like the same person I am off stage, I wanna take that person on stage with me. That's real that's, that's real. That's honestly a good goal. That's a good like mindset to have. Yeah. Sure. 
what were you doing before comedy? Like, were you doing it full time or like how was what you doing on the side, I guess? Um, before comedy, I mean, so when I started, started 18, um, so I started my freshman year. I started my freshman year at college. Um, I finished school, I finished school in 2014. So at that time I had about a little over three years in. Then, and when I finished school, I knew I wanted to move to New York. You no, know, I wanted to move up here to pursue that. Because, like, it was like, at that point, it was like, I did everything I could do in Philly. My home comedy club had closed. And the other comedy club in Philly just wasn't really messing with me at the time. It was not broken me. So I knew I wanted to move. But I couldn't find any jobs in New York. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm broke. Like, I just graduated, so I'm broke. Can't find no jobs, and I'm looking for a few months, and I'm not finding anything. So I'm like, man, let me just apply to something here in Philly. So I end up applying to a school, and um, because of like when I was in high school, I was in this program for um, promoting. I was in this program for the city, like promoting and helping people with mental health challenges. So okay. I'm like, let me just use that experience somehow. Like I know I'm good with people. So I started working at this high school as a as a paraprofessional or a TSS worker. So basically, I, I worked one-to-one with kids that had disabilities or mental health challenges. So my first job coming out of college, I worked at a high school with a, with a freshman that had autism. So I would just go there during the day, and um, I would go there during the day, and I'd still be able to have my time with my shows at night. And the reason I took that job because one, like based on my experience, but then also like I'm a marketing major, right? So okay. with marketing, with marketing entry level jobs, I would have been starting off the crazy hours. I, I would have been working like 50, 50 hour weeks, and it's like yeah, it, it, it would have been good money. At the same time, it would have taken me away from my angle. Being able to, to have that time to do comedy, and I feel like if I would have took a stable job, then I would have got comfortable, and I wouldn't want to move because I see that happen with a lot of comedians. I see them; they get great jobs, you know. So like they get comfortable, like, all right, let me settle down, start a family, house. Next thing you know, they look up, and it's like, damn, I should have moved when I had no responsibilities. That's real. Yeah. Wait, who, who's going? Who's going? Go ahead. Yeah, my bad about that. You good, you good. You got life. <laughs> yeah. Huh? I said you good, you got a life. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying, I'm trying to think. What was I saying? You're talking um, about uh, other comedians and how, like, when they got comfortable with their oh, personal yeah, yeah. life, they end up giving a comedian. Right, yeah. Because so, like, I know... I know so many comedians. I know so many comedians that um that I was supposed to move with. Originally, when I was trying, I was trying to move right out of college. So I started trying to figure out, like, all right, I know New York is going to be expensive. I'm not going to be able to afford a place to live by myself. Let me look for a roommate, and let me see if um I know it's a bunch of comedians here that want to move. Let me see if any of them want to move up with me. 
So like one comedian, we go up, we um, we go, we we take a trip up New York, just looking at different areas, see some areas we like. Then he was like, you know, I think I'm gonna just stick it out here for a little bit, save up some more money. So Damn. then he then he ended up moving to like another state. He moved to like Chicago, then back to Philly. And all this other stuff, and now it's like he's he's back trying to come to New York, but it's like that five years went by, and you could have done so much in that time. Same thing, another comedian, we that was supposed to move with me. Um, he was like a, a construction worker or something like a independent contractor, and um, with his with his job, like he made good money. And his boss, he was trying to get his own boss to transfer him to a company. He was trying to get transferred to, like, somewhere in New York. So, um, that fell through or whatever. And he ended up buying a house. He ended up buying a house in, um, in Philly because of, like, his, like, the, his girl didn't want to move or something like that. And it's like, now he just, I feel he's going to open my tank. I know another guy, another comedian I was trying to move with, he just got married. And he just hit me up not too long ago, trying to, like, ask me about, like, shows. Like, how can he get on shows going in New York? And it's like, man, and that is, like, these are guys I was trying to move with 2014, 2015. And that time that I moved, I went from doing open mics in Philly to, like, my favorite comedians know me personally. Like, I perform with everybody that I was trying to get to by just taking that risk. And it's like... That's real. It's a... Like, it's a, it's a struggle. Don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, it's still a struggle. Like, people down there are like, no, I'm broke. It's still a struggle. <laughs> but it's just... <laughs> for real, seriously. It's like, it's a grind. It's still like... It's it's still a it's a struggle, but it's like you gotta take that risk because it's like I know I know the end result, I know the end goal, and it's like I I feel like I'm getting close to getting something. Like I'm 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 right there. I just got put in, just got keep putting in the work and more come from it. Damn, nigga, you like ten minutes in, you're already inspirational and shit, nigga. Shit. <laughs> Uh, this like this shit, the shit that I don't went through, like, and that's what that's what helped me be na- more naturally on stage too. The stuff that I don't went through out here, it just, it made me stop caring. Um, that's real. That's dope. That's the real shit. Yeah. It's, it's like I don't I don't lost. I went through the time so 2016, 2016. It, it started off a big year. It ended being like a horrible year, one of the worst years of my life. So like 2016, like I taped that show with Kevin Hart. So I taped oh, yeah. that. Okay. I taped that in April of that year. My show is in November, but before it even aired, during the time I'm working at a charter school in Brooklyn, I get fired from the school because. A, a, lied and said I hit him right so mm-hmm. now at the time so the kid lied said I hit him so now I'm unable to work with kids and that's where all my work experiences end 
So now it's hard for me to find a job and I can't work at any other school until my name gets cleared, like until I cleared up my fingerprint and that whole process. So, and that struggle of like not being able to work, it, it became like, you gotta be funny or you might not eat. Like, right. you gotta get this money. So it's like, now I gotta step it up. And like, I gotta start killing these shows. So, when I, when I was stuck going on stage, I was just, knowing everything I had going on, it just made me numb and made me fearless. Cause it was like, all right, y'all don't laugh. Like, I'm dealing with something way worse than y'all not laughing. Like, I really don't care about that. Right. Then, so, so then like, like when everything started coming together, when I started being able to work again, like after I got past that situation, I was able to work again and um, start picking up shows, everything just became good. Like, it, it can't get any worse than what I don't work to already. Then, um, let me see, what really made me step up things, like, as far as, like, um, I'm trying to think. I say, um, I remember, I remember my lowest moment. <laughs> I remember my, my lowest moment, so... Oh, you about to share? All right, all right, let me hear it. So I remember uh, I'm going through that whole situation. I'm going through that whole situation of like trying to get my man cleared to work or whatever. So this was like around Christmas time. And like my dad had given me some money. Yeah, let me hold some money, pay, like, pay my bills or whatever. So I remember, like, I'm about to go out. Like, I, I'm about to go out for a little bit. I go to check my account to see how much money I got. I look at my account, $500 missing. Hey. Like, I call, I call my bank. I'm like, yo, like, it, it says it's, it's been, like, $500 missing. I don't know from where. They were like, yeah, you just made two withdrawals from a, a, a 7-Eleven. I said, I've been at home all day. Come, like, come to find, come to find out, I got hit by a car scammer, Damn. and they took five hundred on my account. So at that time, it was like I was just dealing with so much. <laughs> <laughs> like I was, I was taking so many losses, man. So it was like after that, it was like I just, I just don't care no more. It just made me fearless because I knew, it was like after all of that. You can't get no <laughs> That's real. That's real shit. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, they like the, I don't know. I don't know if anything else you can say can top that. That that definitely t- touched me, dog. For real, I'm not real big on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hold on, hold on. All right, so where's where's your comedy goal as a comedian? Where's your goal what's for my, you? Where's my goal? Um, yeah. Um, I always say I want to have like Chappelle, Chappelle type of material. Like I just, I just want people to look at my material, how people look at Chappelle material, but mix that with Kevin Hart work ethic. I got you. Okay. Like, and not to say like that his material not good. It's just that like, um. I don't know, like, I just feel like everybody just looked at Chappelle as the universal great. 
And yeah. that's how I want like, like even though like people look at Kev as like the great, like uh, a great comedian, everybody still looks at Chappelle as like the one. And that's how I want people to look at me. I want to be that for my generation, or like just period. Like when I got into comedy, I'm. I didn't get into it to be second to anybody. Like I feel like I feel like I could hold my own with anybody when I'm in my zone. And it's just like I really I, I feel like it's just a matter of time of just just getting that opportunity to, to showcase it. Cause the shows I've done so I perform at this I perform at this club called the Comedy Cellar in New York. And a lot mm-hmm. of the top comedians perform there. But sometimes Chappelle, he'll drop in. And I remember one night I did a show and I'm murdered. Like, I'm killing. And mm-hmm. then on that same show, Chappelle ends up closing it out. And I'm watching his set. And I'm like, damn, like, he up there killing. But he getting the same legs I was getting. So that let me know, it's like, oh, yeah, his material might be more comp- like a little bit more complex, but it's like, he making the same crowd laugh that I just made laugh. Like, he, right. he, like we do the same thing, he just over to me. Right, right. So at, at that so point, like, he has like a little bit more experience over you and whatnot. Yeah. So, like, my goal, I feel like to be up there, to be mentioned with those guys, but my goal for this year, my goal for this year, I was just saying, like, how I feel like with a lot of these Instagram comedians, there's none of them that's really killing the stage and killing. There's none of them really known for, like, funny stand-up and funny videos. It's either one or the other. True. And... I think like DC, I know DC can fly. He does stand up, and I, I hear, I hear his things. Like I hear his shows are really good. I haven't really seen his stand up, but I know he's still so more known for the podcast he does, the Eighty Five South Show. I know he's more known for that and like his other his videos. But I feel like I that podcast. Yeah, he's doing. But I feel like he's still more known for like. His live shows are like like the live podcast shows he does and like his videos. I feel like he, I feel like, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's nobody just really out there telling the stand up and the videos. And I feel like I, 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 could, I could have an opportunity to do that if I just be more consistent with putting out videos. I, I can attest to that because you've been, like when I first heard of you it was the, uh, the barbershop skit you did with uh, you on stage, yeah. and then I fired following you because you had a few skits. I was like, "All right, this is funny as fuck." Let me go ahead and follow this man. <laughs> but it, it's funny because with me on the like with the the social media for a while, I didn't care about it, and like even now, I really, I still don't. It's just that the networks are so lazy. That's how they're finding all of their talent. They don't want uh, somebody that's... If it, I put it like this, if it came down to funny, I probably would have been had a lot of opportunities. Right. Like, I auditioned, they brought back, um, they had brought back Jeff Comedy Jam 
in the end of 2017. They brought that okay. back. I auditioned for it, murdered the audition. When I got off stage, you couldn't tell me I wasn't going to be on there. Like, I destroyed that audition. Like, um, and then when the show aired, they had a bunch of, they had some stand-ups on there. Like, they had some true stand-up comedians on there. But it was, like, a lot, most of the people on there either had, like, relationships with the, the, the um, casting people. Like, they were, like, their clients. So it was, like, the person, like, put their clients on there. Or it was people that did Def Jam before. And then all the other new people were just Instagram people. Okay. So, and, and when that happened, I'm, like, this is the last time I'm going to lose an opportunity to one of these people. Because, Ooh, because <laughs> I had lost them. Um, because like I auditioned a while before that, before I got turned on her show, I had auditioned for Wild and Out. I auditioned for Wild and Out. Yeah, I auditioned for Wild and Out. I auditioned for this show called um, Joking Off on MTV, and I didn't get them. I didn't get them in um, the Wild and Out audition. It was when I, I went in the room, it was like three producers. They asked me what I do. I told them stand up. Killed that part. That was the easy part when I did my jokes. But then mm-hmm. when we played the games, like they wanted me to like have a, a fake freestyle battle and all this other stuff. And like I bombed that part. But um, I'm glad I didn't get it. Because when the Heart of the City came around, they were looking for comedians that had never been on TV before. That's right, your alley. So, so if I would have did, if I would have did while and out, I wouldn't have been able to do Heart of the City. So like What's that really worked out because no, that that's the name of the um the Kevin Hart show. Ah, uh, okay, I got you. Yeah, that's the actual name of it, Heart of the City. So if I would have been so if I would have been on while and out, I wouldn't have been able to been on that because they were looking for comedians with no T V credit. So it actually worked out because it was like, yeah, I could have been like a cast member on Wild and Out for a little, made some money. But in the long run, I got this relationship with Kevin Hart who's really been helping and looking out for me and his nice. whole team. Hey, shout out to Kevin Hart squad. Yes. No, I was gonna say, uh, I it's I guess it's ironic or funny that you went to uh, Wild and Out because I feel like your style and how you do your comedy wouldn't fit with Wild and Out. No, no, I feel like it. I feel like it wouldn't either. Like I'm. It, it, one, it's just like, I'm just a loner when it comes to certain shit. So I would have been just looking at niggas like, <laughs> like, <they weird. laughs> like, like, I'm the type, like, it's like, all right, go ahead, have your fun. Like, I just, that's not my style. Like, even certain, those certain games on there, like, there's certain people that are just great at it. Like, um, Carlos, Chico. Loser? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, not Carlos, Carlos Miller. Miller. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, Carlos Miller. <laughs> yeah, Carlos, yeah. 
Carlos Miller, um, Chico B, DC, um, like those guys are just great at walling out. So I feel like that's really not my style. Like my style is like so laid back for it. So and they they need people that could be those type animated characters at times. Right. So I mean everything just works out for a reason. Like I know eventually I know whatever opportunities I get, something something happen eventually. Like this one comedian told me years ago, told me in two thousand and thirteen and um we was talking, I'll never forget this. We were talking, he was like, Look, I never seen the comedian not get an opportunity. Like you just gotta if you stay in it long enough, if you stay in comedy long enough, you'll get something. You just gotta be ready for it. That's dope. Shout, shout out to them for for real. Yeah. Who's your favorite comedian? Um, my favorite comedian. My favorite comedian is um. Let me see, Chappelle. Chappelle, um, Toure, Toure's on my mentor, he's on Philly. I, I, I feel like he's a beast. Like, that's the one like that really taught me comedy. Um, Chappelle, Toure, I like a lot of the guys from down south. J.J. Williamson, Carlos Miller, um, Chris Jones, Ronnie Jordan, um, I like a lot of guys from down south. Um, let me see. There's one guy, Joe Liz. I, I forget where Joe is from. White guy. I know he got a Netflix half hour. Joe Liz is funny. David Tell. Um, I like a lot of people. I like I like a lot of people, man. Like I'm I'm open to all types of comedy. It's like you are a student of the game in a way. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Alright, so I remember a while back I asked you on Twitter, do you feel weird about doing a skit solo? Which skit do you uh, which skit did you do that made you like say, Okay, I might be tripping? You said what skit did I do? Yeah, that made you like, okay, this is I'm tripping. Or made you feel kinda weird doing it by yourself. You said that uh wait, wait, hold up. I'm sorry. Wait, ask that one more time? I remember a while back, I asked you on Twitter, do you feel weird doing skit solo dolo? Which skit did you do that made you say, okay, I might be tripping? Oh, skit. Uh, what skit? Um, let me see. I don't know. It's like, let me see. There's just certain things I won't do. There's just certain things I, I, I won't do. Like, I'm not putting on... I'm not putting on no wig or dress. <laughs> okay. I'm not like not not for the grin. Not for the grin. <laughs> That's what, like when people not like people come at like certain comedians that have done it for movies, like, oh they selling out, they they selling they sell. It's like come on. Well if somebody asks you to play this character for one thing for a million dollars you would do it. It's like the scene would make sense to you because I see a lot of people sell out for work. I'm mm. not. I'm not putting on. I can't see me putting on no wig or dress for for Instagram. 
So it was like just things like that. But just like just plain ignorance. Like I feel like I, I really want I want people to look at me like a, a true artist. Like it's saying stuff. Like some girl hit me up. She sent me the link to this guy's videos. I don't know if you ever saw it. I forget the guy's name. He just goes around. <laughs> his name out there, shit. No, I don't even. <laughs> I don't even know his name. But it's some guy. He goes around walking up to people, saying, um, like just saying, like just saying random rap lyrics. Oh, yeah, like he had one video. Yeah, he had one video where he was just walking up saying like black gangster lyrics, or like another one where he was like saying like lyrics from those Duval songs. And she was like, "You should do this." I'm like, "Well, what's the talent in it? Like any anybody could do that. It ain't nothing original. You just walking up to people just saying random song lyrics. Any, any you can go do that right now. Snap on them. Go ahead. (laughs) It was like, come on." Or there's these guys in Philly, they were going in stores. They were going like different stores or like restaurants, like they're walking to McDonald's or like just somewhere where it's real crowded. And they would act like they about to fight. And then one of them would act like they pulling the gun out. And everybody would run. And then, and then they'd be like, no, no, it's just a prank. It's just a prank. And it's like, yo, that stuff's not funny. Like, you, you can't yeah, say like not. that. So it's like just things like that. It's like I, I gotta have some type of integrity, integrity with it. I'm glad you said that. That's like that's important to me. See, this is like I'm interviewing you, nigga. Only <laughs> two. <laughs> that's real shit though. Like having integrity, having like morals, makes the difference between a lot of people and getting to their goals. Mm. You spoke in a relationship with Kevin Hart. Like, how is that relationship between y'all two? Oh, that's my marriage. Like, because, <laughs> like, I, 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 don't, I don't see, I know I'm biased, but it's just like, I don't see how anybody can say anything bad about him. Like, the things he do, the way he look out for, like, the way he look out for people is crazy. Like, he looked out for me a lot. Like, just as, first, he created a TV show he created a TV show just for comedians that never been on TV or probably wouldn't be able to get on TV because of what city they're in. Like the show, for the show Heart of the City, he went around the country just looking for like the top comedians from the cities where comedy really doesn't get a spotlight. Like everybody knows about New York and LA, but he went for his show, he went to Atlanta. Well, the season I was on, he went to Atlanta, Philly, Chicago, Sacramento, um, where else did he go? I feel like he, I think he went to Memphis, like, like he was, like, D.C. He went to a bunch of cities just to get his spotlight to, like, up and come up Ain't nobody doing right. that. Especially, especially on his level, he don't, he don't have to do that. He could just keep, keep touring, keep touring to make a movie. So it's like, right. things like shit. that, like, then for me personally, like, one of the dopest things he did, he did a video saying happy birthday to my little sister. Like, cause Yeah, I think I remember sister, that. Yeah, like, it's, it's on, um, I think it's on my Twitter. I'm sure it's on my Twitter and my favorite. But he, like, to my little sister, she would always tell her friends at school, like, my brother famous, he know Kevin Hart. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so, 
Like, other kids, of course, they don't believe her. So one day, like, her birthday was coming up, and I had ran into him. And I'm like, yo, Kev, I was like, yo, you want to do a video for my, my sister's okay? Like, her birthday, her birthday next week. He's like, yeah, let me see your phone. Like, <laughs> just did it, like, did the video right there. But, like, I went to his show, and I went to one of his shows in October. Took my mom, like, took my mom, like, my mom was telling to him, just saying how much my sister appreciated it. He was like, look, he was like, y'all want Y'all bring it, bring it to my Philly show next month. Like, so it's like things like that. And like, we, we didn't take it just because, like, the language. I was like, I know, like, the, that show would have been a lot on her. Like, she 11. But it's just like mm-hmm. this. So I was like, this him taking some of the talk and saying, like, if we wanted to bring her, we could. It's like, man, like, that's easy. Just being really a good dude. Yeah. I've been noticing that too about Kevin Hart. Like he doesn't have like he doesn't have any malice, but he does he does get to the point where he gets fed up. But overall, like he doesn't have any malice like that. I think he's a real cool cat too. Yeah. Are you doing comedy full time now? No, no, I'm still working. Yeah, that grind, I'm still man. Working. Yeah. I'm still working. Like I work at a school now where it's like my goal my goal is to go full time. After after this school year, so it's like I might as well keep stacking up, stacking as much money as I can. In the meantime, to the until I get to the point where like I got so many shows where it's it's just too much for me to work. Right. Because that's the thing. Like people people try to look down on you if you're working while you like trying to get your while you're trying to get your career off the ground. It's like you don't have to be struggling. Like, you don't have to struggle. You can be smart about it. Like, that don't make you less of anything of what you do. Factuals. Like, like, people try to say, oh, you're not, you're not a real rapper. You're not a real singer or comedian. Like, how how you really do that if you, you got a job? It's like, oh, just because, I, I okay, like, yeah, I perform that night. It ain't like I'm, I'm performing during the daytime. Right. Like I could, I could definitely do both and still make my money here, and the money I'm making still working. That's being invested into my career. Right. To the end of the day, you still gotta eat. You still got bills. Right. <laughs> right. I hear that. What is your routine for preparing for a show or a skit? Um. The skits, the skits, they really, they, they really do. I try not to force them. They more so come to me. I, I really try not to force theirs. That's what, like, I put, and I put them out every so often because, like, I'll, I'll have ideas. I like to sit on them now just so, it's like, I'm not rushing them and I'm just not putting out anything. I don't want to right. do, because I see that happen to, like, a lot of comedians. Once people start knowing them for just the videos, it's like that's all they, they want from them. And it's like, no, I, I'm, I'll put out the videos when I want to because at the end of the day, I'm still a stand-up. And when I think of something funny, my first thought is always, how can I put this on stage? Mm. So 
if I think of something that's like just a good idea for a video only, that's when I'll put it in a video. Like, like the Breakfast Club thing. I'm not going to talk about them <laughs> on stage. So I was like, yeah, no, 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 I'm going to cut you off. That was something perfect for it. That yeah. shit was stupid funny, bro. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with this guy? Like, what? Like, yeah. what? It's funny because when I thought of that, so the, um, like two days before, two days before, I had thought of um, a DJ Vlad interview. Like how rappers oh, always snitch on their show right. when they doing those interviews. And, and just how dummy sound. So I thought of, so I thought of that. So that, I did that video, and it's like every time I do a video, it's funny. Every time I do a video, I get a viral tweet or something. I always, and I tell my friends about this. Like I kind of be self conscious. Like, can I do this again? Can I achieve this again? Like I don't know if I can sustain this. But then it's like something always comes to me. So it's like, I'm at home thinking of something like, what's something I could do like this last video? Like, I see that did good. What's something else I could recreate? And I'm like, who's talking right now? That's when I threw it in, the breakfast club. And it was like, as soon as I thought of it, I'm like, yo, I know exactly how I want this to be. And I said, like, I'm chilling. I did it. And my girl... She doesn't watch the Breakfast Club, like, so she's not really familiar with it. So I still okay. cut it, and she was like, I, I guess it's cool, but I don't really get it. And then, like, as soon as I put it in the group chat, all my friends loved it. So I'm like, yo, if they like it, I know this is going to go crazy. Right. And, like, that's what, like, I, I just, my whole thing now is just, I'm gonna put out content for this year, but it's, I, I want to make sure everything's good. I don't want to just My put out something just to say I put it out. I know he was mad because, like, way you presented it was like, "Oh, I got a breakfast breakfast club interview." I was like, "Man, what the fuck? I've been trying to interview Snick for how long?" <laughs> so when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, whew. man, all right, we good." <laughs> That shit was mad funny though. Like much, much probably, like, all your skits been funny, and your stand up's been funny too. Thanks. When you coming to uh, Arizona, as a matter of fact? And that's what I'm. I'm trying to soon. Like I, I really, I want to start touring this year, or like I, I really want to start touring this year, or early next year at the absolute latest. It's just right now mm-hmm. for me. I just got a I just got a college agent, so I know I'm about to start hitting colleges all over. But I'm trying to get a regular agent that could like help me get into these clubs. Cause with comedy, it's like most of these clubs now they only booking the black acts that they book are usually like special event acts. So it'd be usually like a big name or like some Instagram person or whatever. And it's like clubs really just take a chance on a black person that doesn't have that following. Right. So that's that's why I had to hop into my social media bag to build that following the show. Like, yo, I got people out here that wanna see me. Take that chance on like I'm I got the funny now that I, y'all y'all know I got the funny. Like matter of fact, I had a meeting with M T V years ago. 
And they told me, they were like, you're funny, but you don't have a strong social media presence. So it's like, now, I'm telling you, it's like, now I got the funny. Now y'all starting to see I'm building that social media presence. Y'all see that people want to see me out here. So I'm going to just keep building and I'm going to just show them more and more that I got people that, that will actually come out. So hopefully, hopefully we're doing this next year. I'm going to start hitting around the country. Yeah, go ahead and put Arizona, dog. I'll sneak in. <laughs> you think I'm playing? <laughs> so I have a. I had this dude ask me a question a long time ago about an epitaph or whatever. So I'm gonna ask you: How do you want to be remembered in your death? Like, how do you want to be remembered when you die? Um, how do I want to be remembered? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I know. Herbert, damn, that's yeah. I guess I'm just a working and a, a caring person. Like I try to, I try to do my best and look out for everybody. Try to do my best, look out, and just, just somebody that just enjoy, enjoy and 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 live life to the fullest. I guess like the comedy is cool, but I want to be. I want to be bigger than that. Like, I want to, I really just want to help a lot of people. I feel you. Mm. What are some assumptions people make about you as a comedian? Um, some assumptions that people made about me as a comedian, that um, I joke all day, <laughs> that I just, like, I, like, I joke nonstop, or... I'm going to use them in an act or something like that. Just, and it's like, honestly, if you really know me, I'm just a quiet, a quiet, shy person. Like, I just chill and just keep to myself. Like, I just, mm, that that's what really most of the time people think, like, I'm just these out outlandish person that just jokes all day when really man, I just want to chill. I feel you. So I want to refer back to one of the questions before we ask. With working with kids, how has that influenced you as a comedian? Uh, working with kids? Yeah. Um, working with kids, like, I mean, just as a person... It's helped me out a lot because I'm naturally so quiet. So it's like working with kids, it teaches you to speak up and speak your mind because you have to you have to maintain control. So it's kind of like controlling the audience. You're trying to control a classroom of 20 kids that don't give a fuck about anything. <laughs> it's like you're trying to control... You trying to control all these kids that could care less if they learn. So Damn. that's helped me a lot because when I first used to work at this high school, I'm telling you, I used to watch little girls curse out grown men all day. So I had to get right with them. Like, yo, you ain't gonna be talking to me like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's helped me out a lot. Has a uh, another question was a uh, has a college degree been more than just a material for teens? Uh, what? 
your college degree has it been more of a more than just for material for routines, or do you even regret getting a college degree? No, no, no. I definitely don't regret it. I definitely because during that time, during that time period, um, I say going to college it helped me out a lot. It helped me because it's become so much on my material and just changed my whole outlook on life. College that was my first time being around. That was my first time really being a minority because Philly. Predominantly black, like well, my neighborhoods are all predominantly black. Um, grade school from kindergarten to eighth grade, my school was one hundred percent black. Like no Same. white students at all. Um, in high school, it was some white students, but it was still m- majority black. So then to go to college was like mo- in my classroom. I might be the only one, just me or two other people. So it, it, I, I had to learn how to interact with people that were different to me. So that that just taught me a lot. So that taught me a lot about diversity, dealing with those situations. And then just in the marketing sense, it taught me out a lot because lately I had to start using it for comedy. Because before, my friends would always come at me about that. My friends would always come at me about, um, yo, you got a marketing degree and you don't even use it. <laughs> so, like, like, you don't even use it for comedy. Like, you need to put yourself out there. So, I'm like, damn, I, like, I'm like, y'all right. Like, let me, let me see where I can apply this. So, my, what do I start? I started noticing every time a viral tweet, like, I, I used to get viral tweets before every now and then, but I wouldn't promote anything with it. So, but, so nobody would follow me. Right? Uh, then I okay. start. so then I start peeping when rappers say, like, when rap, like, up and coming rappers get a viral tweet, they would say, like, why y'all here? Check out my SoundCloud. And it's right. like, most people not going, most people not going to do that just because people so lazy now. Even if the song is hot, SoundCloud is going to take me off of the app I really want to be on. Like, I want to be on Twitter. SoundCloud is going to take me away from that. So I started thinking, like, okay, I'm going to do that with my videos. So every time I get a viral tweet, yo, while y'all here, I got jokes. So while y'all here, check me out on Comedy Century. Check out my check out my skit. So in those videos, they automatically play right under it. Right. So then it was like I, I would start picking up followers here and there. Like, okay, if I get a viral tweet that get like ten thousand retweets or something, if I get if I could just get twenty to thirty followers here and there, eventually that's going to add up. And then they might tell they people about me like, yo, you need to check this out. Like, you funny. He's not known, but he got jokes. Right. That's actually how I stumbled upon like how we got this interview going. Yeah. I think like I think it's our third one. I'm like, all right, this nigga's like funny, funny. Yeah. All right, so I know you started comedy in college. Was your major related to performing or comedy in some way? No, originally, originally <laughs> my major was um, originally my major was accounting. 
Like, I, I wanted to be, I just, when I finished school, I wanted to be an accountant. And then I started, I started comedy that, um, February, freshman year. And when I started, my grades were horrible. <laughs> like, just because it was like, I'm telling you, like, my grades, my grades were bad. And then, and then, like, my grades were so bad, and it was like, I was putting so much time into comedy. I'm like, yeah, I might as well switch majors. So I was going to switch to become a communications major, right? But if mm -hmm. I would have did that, I would have been, like, a semester or two behind. So I'm like, man, let me switch to something where it's like I'm still kind of using my degree. So that's what made me decide to switch to marketing because it's in the business field. Is more personable than um, is more personable than accounting, but at the same time, it's like it's not going to throw me off track, and I, I still graduate on time. Congratulations on your degree, by the way. That's dope. Yeah. God damn, I'm trying to fight this cold. So, like, my homie's from Philly, but he's not here right now. Uh, he's my other my co-host, uh, Fantastic. What can you tell me about Philly? I think about Philly. Um, yeah, how you I feel about Philly. you being there when not? I love Philly. Philly is, it helps you out a lot. And it teaches you, it teaches you a lot about yourself. Because it it's such a, it's such a tough city where nobody cares. I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> <laughs> like nobody cares about your feelings. So it's like, it, it forces you to grow up tough. And it forces you to go up to the forces you it forces you to be originally to stand out. So uh, it was for me growing up, I grew up in West Philly. I grew up in West Philly and it was like the area I would hang out in. It was kinda of like like just a, a tough area called like the part of it is called down the bottom. So I would just always hang out around there. And there's just like a real street area and I would hang out with my older cousins a lot. Like, so that made me, that, that really shaped who I became as a person. And having that just attitude of not caring on stage. I feel you. Like, if I didn't have to move for comedy, I would have no problem still living in Philly at all. I was living like a little bit outside of it. A little truth. I'm trying to move outside the city a little bit, but still staying close to home. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Shit, bro. It's like all the questions I really got. All right. <laughs> we, we like 56 minutes in. Anything you want to promote? Anything you want to tell the people? Um, anything I want to tell the people, um, promote, keep, plug. Keep, keep. um, I don't know, just keep up with me, you know, on my social media, all that and more on everything, Facebook, Anthony Moore, just keep following me and I know, I know some, uh, some good things will come eventually. I don't know what, but <laughs> I, I feel like something to come. I feel like something to come. Cause like even... Even last year, last year I had, um, I remember like just feeling like, damn, like, 
some other one gets some opportunity. Like, I remember one night, one night I bombed this show so bad in Brooklyn. This was last June. like the, And I remember because it was the night of the BET Awards. I'm in this show okay. like a pool hall. TV's on, people smoking hookah, microphone system horrible, and I bombed so bad. Like, they didn't want to hear nothing. Later that week, I get asked to come to Canada to take the Kevin Hart Network. So it was nice. like... <laughs> Something to, I, I feel like something to come eventually. Something to come. That's real. Just staying patient. <clears throat> so just people just keep up with me. You ever been booed off stage? Yeah. <laughs> My bad <laughs> shit. I got booed. Yeah, I got booed in um, I got booed in Philly, but it was like not at the comedy show. It was like a, it was like a, a it was like a variety show. Like, but it was like um. Rappers, they had like rappers. They had like an Instagram person like hosting the show. It was it just wasn't set up for comedy. It was just hard. Not for you. It was a bad show, but yeah, that was the one long time I got beat. So when when Tiffany That's had his shit got booed off her stage, off her set, you felt that, huh? Yeah, like but with her, it's funny. I just saw her the other day too. I just saw her. What's the day? Sunday, I just saw, um, feel like that was Thursday? Yeah, I saw it Thursday. Okay. And, um, like, she had just went on stage. I mean, she cool. She, 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 uh, she, she be cool. Like, that's part of the game. Everybody bomb. Yeah. Every, every, like, like, hers, hers is just magnified because of who she is right now. But bombing... That's part of the game. I'm sure I got a bomb coming up soon. Like, Don't say that. <laughs> it's just, for real, it's just, it's all about just figuring out the jokes. That's the only way you find out if it's really funny or not. Okay. By, by trying it out. I think this is my, I think I'm done with all the questions. I don't think I got any more. I must have three, two, one.